0: All right, good morning everyone. Today, Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Yud and Maseches Ksubos. And we'll start, we gave a little homework, we'll start in the Mishnah about a third of the way down on Yud Bez, Ahmed Aleph, and we'll discuss something which we had already mentioned last week. This Mishnah is the source. Ha'ochel chama says the Mishnah, eno that if a chasen eats by his in-laws... Shaloba Eidim. What's Shaloba Eidim? It means that in Yehuda, as we said, they used to have a practice, and the Gemara will discuss details of these practices. The practice was that one would eat by his in laws once he had kiddushin. Today, halachically, it's uh, the most acceptable in, I think, every culture, if not, you know, the overwhelming majority, to have the kiddushin in the iris and at the same time uh, under the chuppah, so to speak. And so we have them right next to each other for reasons that we'll hopefully discuss as we go through Seder and how that minhag developed. But the old minhag was up to 12 months between the Kiddushin and the Nisun. As we discussed, this additional thing that the Torah added as the Rambam says in Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph of Hilchas we added Chuppah, we added Kiddushin. And um, by adding Ksuba the Kiddushin, we have formalized it and we're getting the chassan and kala prepared. This was handled differently in Yehuda and Galil as our Gemara discusses. In Yehuda, we wanted the chassan and kala to be very familiar with each other and on purpose we would have them familiarize with each other and eat. Now the kala is at her parents. The chassan comes over and they have yichud below eidim. That's what shalom eidim means. That they would have, right, yichud essentially. They would have uh, Uh, together time that would be without any, anybody around. And that was in order to create an emotional bond. As we've already discussed when this came up last week, the hegemon was a big part of this. They used to have a practice in the local, uh, government that the, uh, that the, um, super, uh, inappropriately, uh, horrible governor would have this horrible, uh, practice of going and trying to be with the Kala before the Chassan. We wanted the Kala to avoid and already have an emotional connection to our Chassan and that was essentially the reason why in Yehuda they would want the Chassan and Kala to have already a bond that they would create by having them together. Now that bond was uh, at the cost, so to speak, that we knew was gonna happen. We were gonna create this bond at the cost of knowing that there's a possibility that they would be together at least to some extent where if there was a Pesach Pesuach, the likelihood was, good morning, likelihood would be that it would be from the Chassan himself. And therefore, says the Mishnah, enu yochol tainus B'Sulim. And therefore, the Chassan, when it came time for the Chassan, would not be able to say, oh, uh, there was no B'Sulim here, because after all, the likelihood is that he would be the cause of the B'Sulim. And therefore, obviously, that is not going to be a reason to be, right, Mafsid her that would not be a reason to start creating a negative... Um, the negative narrative about the kalah. As the Mishnah uh, concludes, mipnei shem isyached ima. Right, because he himself, right, was was the one that had the yichud with her, and during those visits, that is the most likely scenario of how the besulim went away, whether it was partially or fully, that's how they uh, they went away, okay. So now, uh, says the Gemara, midiktani haochel, miklal di'i kaduchta b'yehuda nami delo Right? In other words, we're at the, we just started the Gemara right after the Mishnah. So it says, as <laughs> if that's circumstantial, which means uh, you can infer from that that there are places in Yehuda where that wasn't the case. In other words, when one, if one does eat with his in laws in Yehuda without uh, witnesses, implies that that's not what everyone did. So Amar Abaye, Abaye spells it out. Shmami, Nabi, Yehuda, Nabi, Mekamos yesh. That even in Yehuda, there were places where they have different customs. Mekomos, Mekomos. And different shuls they handled the situation differently. And therefore, in some places, they also, they did not have the Yichud there as well. Now, Abai is going to support that, Kidatanya, because we learned the Bryce as follows. Yehuda. Initially, in Yehuda, the original Minhag was, that the Yichud would take place uh, a, a before the chuppah, one hour, or uh, one period of time. Right? So a short period of time. So now it's already, uh, it's a little different than what we do, right? Where we have the Yichud room when they come out of the chuppah. Right, Andrew? But the fact is that there they used to have the Kiddushin, then they have the Yichud room, and then they would have the chuppah. Why? Kedeshiyah libo gasba? and they want as we said they want there to be an emotional connection libo gasbo literally might mean that his um whatever that is heart is gas is is thick i mean basically what it means is that he is familiar with her that he already has his heart their hearts are connected so to speak at that point with galil loy osin and they did not as we mentioned last week they did not do that in galil uh and therefore, they would have right no yichud at all, uh, so to speak, until the chuppah. But Yehuda another custom that they did that initially was the minhag. Then Yehuda, they would have chaperones, people to check. One, which would be to check the chasan. One would be to check the kala Why? They would check the chasan like frisk them. Like security, Barry. Like before you go up to the, to the chuppah, we're going to check you like security. Rashi explains. What are, they, what are they checking? Well, either one of them can, huh, uh, 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 can color the evidence, so to speak, of what's going on when they enter the chuppah. I'll give you two scenarios, okay, Andrew? Let's say the kala. Why do we need to frisk the kala, make sure she doesn't have anything on her? Because you know what she could have on her? She could have had Be after Erisin before Kiddushin, and she could, in fact, not be Basula, which would certainly set off a whole chain reaction of you know problems for her and her family. And so, she carries a blood soaked, so to speak, sheet somewhere on her person, right? That she's hiding in order to later, when called to task, she could produce it and say, Look, this is this was ours. So, we frisk her beforehand to make sure she doesn't have that on her person, conversely. Right? The chassan, for whatever reason, we already discussed, it's unlikely that he would uh, go into it with, uh, why would he bring her under the chuppah and spend all this money on the wedding? In those days, the chassan's father would pay for the wedding. Why would he go through all that in order to initially already try to set her up for the tainus basulim? But suppose he did for whatever reason, he's carrying a clean sheet such that even if the sheet does become bloodied, he's going to be able to, right, produce such a sheet as evidence that she was not a basulim. Be that as it may, we're checking, we're frisking them like security before they go, to the, and, and the Shushvinin are checking uh, when they go, and Uvegalo in So, right, it's a little bit ironic that in Yehuda, they would have the Shushvinin, right, well, as we'll see, that's the issue. That is that what is, that is what Rebbe Baye, that is what, what, what um, right, Abaye is using as a support, because after all, let's walk you through it. If, in fact, it's true that in every place in Yehuda they have no Titus Besulim because of the familiarity, so then there would be no point in checking, uh, in, in frisking them on the way to the Chuppah. Because even if they produced, even if, well, really it comes from the Chassin side. Even if the Chassan produced a sheet that had no Besulim on it, we said that if the, all of them had Yehud, so then that sheet would be. Uh, thrown out of evidence anyway because we assumed that he would be the source of the sort of, of the Tanis Besulim anyways. So if it was true everywhere, there would be no shishvinah. So the fact that within the same b'risa, it reports the minhag of of um, having yichud before the chuppah and at the same b'risa in Yehuda and in the same b'risa it reports the minhag in Yehuda of having chaperones. Those two minhagim are actually contradictory because one assumes that you don't need evidence. It wouldn't matter what the evidence would be. Uh, because either way, we believe that he was with her. And the other one, obviously, is talking about where we are checking the evidence, and that's what we have, uh, the security detail, right, and the uh, chaperones to begin with. So the fact that you have both of them as a menagah of Yehuda in the same price is so an indication that some did like this and some did like that. Um, and then it has a third minug that some take out, uh, where it says, <laughs> So first of all, that's why they take out the V'gal lo because according to this second minhag, there were no shishvinin, right? So, obviously, lo But be that as it may, you can also leave it in and say that even if there had been sheshvinin, they don't do this practice. This is an interesting practice that the chaperones are not only frisking you before the chuppah, but they're sleeping in the house, that they're sleeping in to, to try to somehow verify, right, that there's uh, no... Chicanery going on, okay. And then, the b'risa ends up by saying, therefore, anyone who doesn't do this minhag can't do a tainus So I mean, What minhag are you talking about? So that's what the Gemara is going to ask. Ahaye, ahayya, ahayya, On which statement does, does it mean? Right, when it says, Right, where it says, rather, which minhag is it referring to? That's what it means when it says, ahaya. So, ahaya, kol, shenahag, mi baile. It should have said, I'm sorry, aheya ilema, aresha, skip that, sorry. Ahaya, which one's it referring to? ilema, aresha, meaning on this minhag of this, of this, right? So then you would have said what? The kol, shenahag, whoever, uh, did not do this practice of, y- of Yichud, it's the opposite, right? If you did the Yichud, that's when you don't have the Tainus Basilem, right? That's what the Gemara says. Kol shenag, mi it wouldn't have said, Kol but rather, right, Kol shenag. in other words, anyone, if it's referring to the practice of the Yichud, then anyone who had the practice of Yichud doesn't get Tainus Basilem. That makes sense. But that's not what the Brah says. The Brah says Kol no no So it can't be referring to the Yichud, because that would be a nonsensical statement. Whoever didn't do yichud doesn't have tiny basulum, that doesn't make any sense. It's whoever did do the yichud doesn't have the tiny basulim. Allah is so it must be referring to the Seifa. It's referring to the second practice, the practice of having Shushvinin. And that would make sense, in other words. Which means whoever did not have chaperones and security detail checking, can't be ta'in ta'inus Basulim. Because after all, we think, in that case, right, assuming you didn't have the yichud, uh, uh, we're, we're gonna be uh, assuming, if you don't have anybody checking right? the security detail, and you're from the place where you didn't have the yichud, so we're gonna assume that there's potentially a problem of one, either the chassan or the kala, bringing uh, a sheet with either blood or not blood Respectively, uh, to support their claims, and therefore we're going to throw out any tainus Basulim. Now the problem is that really in that scenario, this is what Rashi explains over here, the mashmesh, right? Um, The Rashi is explaining that that would only that scenario, right? Only he shouldn't complain, right? Because he might have cheated. Meaning, like this, that's what the Gemara says. Ella asefa, if in fact the when it says bachshlo now kemen hagza is referring to the minhag of the shishvini the minhag of the chaperones, then koshlo mushmash mi it should have said right any chasan who's not examined because again examining the kala wouldn't necessarily matter in other words if you only frisk i'll say it simply if you only frisk the kala then the chasan still has some some tricks up his sleeve and therefore we sh- in that case we still should not right, be able to believe his tainus basulim, right? Because, so that's all it means. When it says, it means that it would have used a more um, specific, targeted la- language because after all, right, the kala wouldn't matter in this case. It's all about whether the chassan would produce the tainus basulim and the Bryce says it in a more, more categorical way when it says that it says a minhag it just applies to the minhag of both having shishvini for her and shishvini for him. And since what we're really concerned about is his tainus besulim, and his tainus besulim only really is valid if we check to make sure that he's not playing around by hiding something up his sleeve. So therefore, it should be more directed as as to checking him as opposed to checking both of them. And that's what the gemara is saying. It would have been more directed at him as opposed to referring to the minhag of checking. Both of them. So, what, therefore, asks the Gemara, is the Bryce is saying when it says, The first Minhag doesn't make sense of Yichud, because it's the opposite. And the second, uh, and the second Minhag of the Shushvinin doesn't make as much sense because it's not really uh, parallel. It's not really specific enough because really the question should have been more on his chaperones and not on both of them, which was in fact the Minhag that the Bryce recorded. So therefore, which is the brayser referring to when it says, So now we're going to possibly resolve it as follows. So one way to do it, says Abaye, is to say that it's referring to the original Minog of the yichud, but instead of saying, we say, and then it makes sense. In other words, then the b'ayseh would read, anybody who had the Minog of doing this yichud, doesn't have Tainas besulim. That's what we talked about before. Then Yuda they didn't have Tainas besulim. That was, in fact, reads exactly like our Mishnah. So that's one way to do it, to, to, to flip around shen- Lona to Koshinag in our Bresa. Amalei Rava, of course, Rava, you know, these Chavrusas always looked at things from other perspectives. That's what makes a great Chavrusa Barry. He, he, each one sees each other's blind spots, I guess, he sees it from a different perspective. Amalei Rava, that that that's a azer konegdo if there ever was one right a Chavrusa that sees it from the other way all the time Rava, raba kol hag nahag um okay abaye you could say that it kalshalona nahag would make more sense but it's not what the braiser said the said kol hag so what so i'm going to go with the words that are in front of my face instead of switching it around so therefore Rava sa- thinks is a easier more linguistically fitting solution which is alama raba Kamar. In other words, if you practiced, right, so now you're maintaining, you're preserving this, but now you're throwing in this Galil and Yehuda thing. You're saying, if you practice Yehuda, which means that you have the yehud if you practice that Minhag in the Galil, So, in other words, he takes the kol and he says, that kol right? You're going to say, kol there, ella minog Yehuda, right? So you're adding words. Instead of changing the words, you're kind of adding words to the brysa, but really at the end of the day, you're doing the same thing, which is you're saying, ah, but if you did do the minog, in, of Yehuda, of having the Yichud in Galil, then for the same reason as Abayah said, you're not going to have the tiniest Basulim, as the same reason as our Mishnah said, because of the fact, and the matter is that here you are in Galil, you're practicing the Minhug of Yehuda of doing the Yichud, and therefore, if you did the Minhug of doing the Yichud, you're not going to have Tiny Basulim. So really they're saying the same thing, but it just depends on how they're amending the B'raisa. And now a third, not Rava or abayi, but rather Ravashi, Rashi amal olam seifa. No, he's talking about the Seifa, meaning the minog of Shishvinin. We said that the lashing of Shishvinin was a little bit not specific enough because after all, the custom brought up in the in the b'risa was that he and her should both have the Shishvinin, but rather it says, according to Ravashi, he's going to change it that when the b'risa records the minog of Shishvinin, it really only records the aspect of checking the And Once you don't check the chassan, there, you don't know whether he has a sheet, right? A clean sheet up his sleeve, as it were, which would, which would actually, if he's unchecked, then there's no point of tinyes basulim because any evidence that he would bring, we know is right, corrupt evidence, because we didn't check to make sure that his evidence is actually um, is actually valid, because uh, we don't trust him. To not have a clean sheet up his sleeve. And therefore, Vashi says, Khoshulam Mushmash, the Brysa is more directed, and therefore, it would fit to say that if he's not Mushmash, he does not have Tainus Besulim, and that's what the Brysa meant. Very good. Okay, so now we're at the Mishnah at the bottom of Viyad Beza Aleph and we're gonna get back to what we talked about over the weekend. How much of a ksuba do you give? So says the Mishnah, Achas Almani Israel, Bachas Almanas Kohanim, right? So, whether an almana, do do all almanas get the same? Well, we had just learned uh, in yesterday's daf that an almana, unlike a basula, gets a mana. That a basula's ksuba is 200 zuz and the almana's ksuba is 100 zuz. Okay? So the Tanakhama in our Mishnah holds that that almana would be the same amount whether she was a daughter of Kohanim or a daughter of Yisraelim. However, shel kohanim the arba Okay, so the Tanakh and the Mishnah says that almana categorically is a hundred zuz. Okay, but going back to besula, so we had said that besula was two hundred zuz, but if you had a besula it was a bas kohen, as Rashi explains, a bas kohen, therefore. The kohanim, let's say, had their own little shuls. They had kohan shuls. Uh and They had their own really kohan, uh culture, we'll say. But in the coin culture, they had the, their own kohanic bezdin. Okay? It was a regular structure of a bezdin, but it was filled with kohanim. As we see, the kohanim were definitely more separated and they saw, saw themselves as some sort of elite, right, in those days. And everybody else did also. So if you're going to be... Uh, Andrew, you have, uh, as I understand it, a uh, single son, right? Who's unmarried yet. Yep. So, there's that two unmarried sons, still young, they're young. And, uh, they should all be able to find their shidduch hagun b'sha and, and you're in Israel. So let's say they find a Bascoin. So that ksuba is going to cost them. If you want to marry baskoin, you, now you're entering into high society you're going to know that that's going to be more expensive. Ksuba, that's going to be 400. So it's going to be double the amount of ksuba. And so you could say, maybe, maybe ch- ch- Chazal should not allow it. After all, Tosus points this out on Yudbez and There's a concept, I'll say it outside. There's a concept of t- Tosefis, Ksuba. You could always say, you know, right, that if, that if the singers want to marry, a uh, or singer boys want to marry Bascoin, so they'll add to the Ksuba. But no, they sort of built it into the baseline right they said no from now on we're going to make it almost like a Takana that's the Lushen of Tosvos uh, uh, as well as uh, I underlined over here they said Takana Gemura was the Lushen of Tosvos it says like a Takana that it should be 400 that should be the baseline for Kohanim and when and when the Kohanim themselves established that the Chachamim were okay with that they thought that was a good idea because after all they they I guess were promoting they were supportive of this idea of the Kohanim having a more elite status, and that people should have right covered for that status. Okay, so now the Gemara says Tana Kohanim Matayim. There is a Brisa that says, unlike our Mishnah, our Mishnah categorically said that Almanah doesn't matter if she's a Bas or, or Bas Yisrael, only gets a hundred zuz. And yet we have a Brisa that says that not only does the Basula get f- double if she's a Bas coin, but even an Almana gets double if she's a Bas coin, and she gets Matayim as opposed to a hundred. Well, that's interesting, right? Because she's not even a basula. So how does that even work? She's a bas Let's say she married uh, an Israel, and, and he passed away. So now she still remains a bas right? She's still a bas and she still should come at a premium, even though she's not a basula. The Gemara says, "Wait a minute. How do you reconcile this brisa with our mission?" It says the Gemara, achas al mana Right, our mission said categorically that our k'suba is a is a hundred zuz, not two hundred like the brayshas. You have to look at the history of it. There were two takanos. In the beginning, they would say like this, like our Mishnah, exactly like our Mishnah. Our mission reflects the first takana that our, any any almana, even if she was a bascoin, would get a hundred zuz in k'suba, and the basula would get if she was a bascoin four times the amount, four hundred. 400 zuz. As we turn to Amad Beyes, we say, Kevan, the chazu, the behu." when the Khanim saw that the, the Almanos that were Basque coin were being treated lightly, were being mizazel, lehu asan. That's when they came in, and that's what the Bryce is recording. That after the second Takana, the second Takana is where they came in, they said 200 zuz for an almano. Of a Bas coin, right? In other words, the Kohanim were saying, "Why should our Almanas get the same hundred uh, stinky hundred Zuz, right, Ksuba, as like a Bas Israel Almana? That doesn't make any sense, right? Our Almanas is still Bas ba- Kohanim; they're still a social elite, right? They should be able to garner more than a hundred. We're going to say two hundred in order. And the Chazal apparently supported in the Baisa." This concept of this extra covered for the Bascoin Almana. Huh. However, what happened socially? Came at the Khazud Kapar now. Nobody wanted these two hundred dollar right almanas. Why not? Because they said the following to the Amri. Ad Almanas nasal native Basula Basis Yisrael. For the same price that I'm getting an almana coin, I can get myself a basula Yisrael. I mean, it's nice to have a bas coin. But for the same price as an almana, I can get a basula. That's a no brainer. Of course, anybody would prefer a basula, even if she is a basisrael, to an almana. And therefore, for that same price, they were going for the basulas basisrael. And they were never going to get the almana coin married off. And therefore, a Lemil sayu. So they came back to our Mishnah. So this price, uh, it says that 200 uh, zuz almana is like a uh, snapshot of history a small period of time where the almana of a coin was 200 zuz, but really, initially and then subsequently, the almana of a coin was 100 zuz in order to be able to marry them off because nobody would want it. Now, this is why I'm not a rabbi. Had I been there, I would have said, do 150. Do the almana coin 150. Now you could say, okay, I'll, you know, for, one, for 150, I'll go for the almana, you know, I'll save 50 bucks and I'll get an almana best coin. It's still, I get to hang out with the high society Maybe it's better than a $200 basula. At least it makes it, like, uh, you know, gives you pause. You can start thinking about it. You know what I mean, Barry? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Two dots, four lines down. You're Bez my Bez. For some reason, they're only doing $100 increments. I don't know. 100 Zuz increments. Okay, bezin Nishal Kohanim. What did we say? That they would collect 400 Zuz for the, for the, um, the uh, Bas Kohen basula. Amir Huud Amr Shmuel, lo Bez Kohanim bil Vad this is where Tosfus is is point out. Also, this idea that not only Bezdin of Kohanim, and this wasn't just a coin thing, but if you had for whatever reason a, a family that's prominent, right, in the community, if they wanted to do like the Kohanim, they can do so. They can institute, so to speak, for their somehow through Bezdin, they would have this. Um, they would let the word out that for us, it's not just—it's a takana gemura. It's not just a suggested price, but everybody knew you're marrying into this very, very miyuchat stika family. You know that if you're marrying into that family, you're going to have to pay up four hundred zuz, irrespective of their kahuna status. However, the gemara says the price indicates otherwise. <speaking> in <Hebrew> That if you have a bas Yisrael a coin bass coin le Yisrael, so if one of them is a coin, you could do so. Bas Yisrael a coin a bas coin le Yisrael, the ikat kahuna. Huh. So it sounds like the only way that we're really going to let you bring up the value of the ksuba, right, in the form of a ge- takana gemura as Tosfos describes, is if one either the chasson or the kala is a coin. That's what the Brisa literally said that if either the chassan or the kala is a coin, then you could do it. It seems to be mashma. You can infer from that. The Ikat kahuna. Who ikat kahuna? Abbas Yisrael Yisrael But it sounds like if you're going to have both the chassan and kala and Yisrael, which it sounds like what the, right, Judah said in the, in the name of Shmuel, it sounds like he was saying that even if just a regular Yisrael family marries, right, so if the Singer family knows that they're marrying into the Nusbam family, oh, 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 you're going to have to pay four hundred. Zuz, for sure. But it sounds like that only is an effect if one of them, either the chassan or the kala, is a, uh, coin. But both the nusbams and the singers are israelim. So how are you going to, uh, reconcile that with our braisa? So the Gemara says, lo, 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 mi, ba, It's inferred in our braisa. Remember, our braisa said that if a, if one, either the chassan or the kala is, is a kohen, then you can actually, uh, ask for foreigner zuz. So Lomi Bai Basisra Israel. So says the Gemara, but when you learn that one of them has to be a, a coin, so then after all, it's obvious that an Israel Yisrael would work. Why would you say that? The kama yeah. That that in a case of Basisra Israel, right, the chasan would never say to the Kala, right, you you should you're very lucky. That I even considered you in my shidduch, uh life. Why? Because the Israel and Israel, after all, they're a level playing field, as opposed to, says the Gemara, of Abbas Israel, a coin. Can you imagine? A coin? He, he has a pile of Shiruch resumes, there's a Shiruch crisis, and you would think that he would only look at the Bas coin. I mean, why would he look at Abbas Israel? So if Abbas Israel actually gets picked to go out, and marry a Kohen, he could say to her, I am doing you a favor here. Look at me. I am uh, so chivalrous that I'm allowing myself to go out with you, even though I'm a Cohen and you're just a Bas Yisrael. So you would say, Aim in other words, you would say there, that is the case uh, where the Kasuba should be the cheapest. Because after all, why does he have to give her Kisuba? He's doing her a favor. Right? So once you learn that a coin, right? We said in our Bryce, we said in our Bryce that any, um, scenario, either where the chassan was a coin or the collar was a coin, that you could enact this 400 Zuz. Well, in the, in the scenario where the chassan is a coin, uh, he's doing her a favor. He shouldn't have to give her more or anything. After all, the Ksuba is something that the chassan gives to the collar, right? So why does he have to give her 400 Zuz if, after all, just by allowing her to look at his face in Shaduchim, he's doing her a favor. He should have to pay less of ksuba. So the fact that we allow the coin when he takes on a Ba'as the fact that we allow it there should indicate that certainly when you have a Ba'as Yisrael and a Yisrael Hasan a that's certainly there. You could also enact, in the case of the family's Chashiv, the 400 Zuz. Because there, they're at least on a level playing field. And that's what the Gemara says. It says, When you have a Ba'as Yisrael he could say to her, I'm doing you a favor just by marrying you. I don't need to give you an extra ksuba. You would have thought that there you cannot enact a baseline of 400 Zuz. It teaches you, therefore, the so that you can and once you learn that you can even enact it in a case where the chassan is the kawain, so you know certainly even if a chassan is trial that you can enact in the case of chashan families this extra 400 zuz um, and in fact um, I am enacting it I'm officially announcing it I have three uh, young daughters they should uh, all uh, find a chassan hagun bishat toivah mitzachas and should live happily ever after but I think they should command 400 zuz what do you think Andrew? Andrew thinks 500. Maybe 360, because it's like 20 times high. We'll see. We'll see, Barry. I'm not to make any decisions now. Change my mind. I'm not going to announce it yet. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. 360 Zuz plus an invisalign. Mishnah in the middle of Yudbez and Yudbez. Okay. This is where it gets lumdish, Barry. This is what you were waiting for. Hanosei <laughs> saisha Back to, right, back to the world of Right, uh Noshim Zikin, and the Yeshivas. The you marry a woman, one marries a woman, and he doesn't see Basula. Stani na istaf So they each have tainas. But unlike the Mishnah we said previously, I'll say it already, some of the alumnus outside, where it's a tinas bari and Tainas bari. What am I talking about? Well, before we were talking about he says that she's a basula, pesach Basuach Matsati, that she's not a basula, rather. And she says, What are you talking about? I would know, right? So he says, I see that you're not a basula. And she says, I'm telling you I am. Oh. They're both very sure, so to speak, in their taina. It's inherent in their taina that they're certain that she's one or another. That's not the discussion here. The discussion here in the Mishnah is they both agree that she's not a basula. The question is, when did this happen? Did this happen prior to the Arison or after the Arison? Well, that's very critical. Because if it happened after the Arison and happened and Nasti, as we'll see. So then, at the time of the Erison, she was a besoula, and the actual transaction, so to speak, of the Arison at the time of Arison was fully intact with all the rights of besoula therein. However, if she already had this incident prior to the Arison and didn't disclose it, so then he can claim that the whole thing was a mekahtos, right? And that he was fooled. And then he can undo it, as the Mishnah now says. So she's saying like this, it's true I'm not a Basula. however mesher astani nenasti asti, ben istav Now what happened was, first we had the heiressin, and then I was violated, and istaf chasadeu means it's like your field was flooded, meaning it's like a natural disaster. Sometimes when something unfortunate happens to you, so you can blame a person, you can say you did this to me, and that person can say back to you, this is not something that I did to you, this is something that happened to you, that was unavoidable. So even though it's something that happened to her, it, to the extent that it impacted the Chassan, right, it really is something that happened to him. Neither of them could have avoided it. And therefore needs to right? He has to deal with that consequence. But whatever the consequence was, you know, she can't, you know, guarantee how things are going to turn out. But certainly she didn't she didn't withhold any information from him. She, because at the time of Arison, it had not yet happened. Oh. So so now this is the argument. She's saying this happened after Arison, and therefore when, at the time of Arison, everything was kosher, and therefore this is just something that happened to you. That I was violated, and now you deal with the consequences. And he says no. This has not happened after the Arison. This happened before the Arison. And therefore, at the time of Arison, when I said, that was the Mekartos, right? Now, granted, uh, how would he know this? He, <laughs> there's no way for him to know this, right? So we're going to see. be that as it may, he's saying, he, but that's basically what he's saying, essentially. Without getting too deep into it, the, the Rishon we're going to explain, even though this is what's called the Tainus Shama, right? This is called uh, perhaps. He's saying that that could be true, right? That it could be true what you're saying, that it happened after Erison, but what if it didn't happen after Erison? What if you're lying to me? If you are lying to me, like, just because you, in other words, just like you hid the evidence, uh, before, at the time of engagement, you could be lying to me now. And how do I know? All I know is what we're agreeing on, which is that you're not a basula. So how am I supposed to know what to believe? And therefore, by doing so, he's opening up the possibility that the whole thing was a mechachthas. Okay. So what would be the halacha, right? When they, it's like he said, she said. It's, it's not like that. It is a he said, she said. Okay. So Rabban Gamliel, has Yazir, we believe her. Wow. Rashi can't hold back. The Gemara is going to say this anyway. But Rashi has to say it right here. Right? Because after all, she knows what really happened. She knows when this took place. And therefore she has a Tainas Bari. Whereas he is just speculating. So his, he's just speculating and so therefore her Taina is stronger. I think the Rashi has to say it here. Because ne'menis implies that this is an issue of ne'monis. But it's not really, right? As we'll see. When, when, when somebody has ne'monis, right, verifiability, so that's considered evidence because we believe her. That's different, right? If we really, really believed her, so then we wouldn't have a suffix here, so to speak, and we would use that as evidence, as we'll see. We don't use it as evidence per se, it's not at the level of evidence. We, we just say that her taina is better than his. And I believe that's why Rashi has to say here that no, that it's not namenis, menace, menace like we really believe her. It's just that her taina is better. Because her taina is certain, because she knows what happened, and his is sham. We'll get into that. Be that as it may, that's the machlokas, that's the shita, right, that we're saying of Ram that she is believed. And therefore, right, we don't say it's a mekachtoz, whereas Rabbi Yehu Omer, lo mi pia Right? Which is to say the opposite of Nehemenis, that even though she has a better taina, we're not going to hang our fate on her words, which is to say yeah, she has a better taina, but we don't believe her her testimony like it's evidence. Right? We're not going to hang on her words as if it's evidence. Why? Right? She's presumed to have been a beulah, because after all, that is something that they both agree to. Oh. So once they both agree to the fact that she's not a basulah, right? So then okay, so then the assumption is that she has a chazaka that it happened before she was S.S. and then it's assumed that she has misled him. They're using this chazaka. In other words, they're using this concept that she is agreeing to have been a beulah against her. And we're saying, well, once he agree to that then that chazaka is assumed to go back as far back as, we, as, as you know, as possible, which is to say, prior to Erison, and therefore, she cannot extract, right, aksuba for him, meaning, achatavi raya lidvareah. Oh, so we're going to see, there's a monetary issue here, which makes it very, very interesting. Matt, you came for a very interesting part, and I'll explain to you what I mean. She has to bring evidence. What does it mean she has to bring evidence? Like this. Achasin says... Right? Akhassan ah, and Kala agree that she's not a basula. Akhassan says, well, this happened before the arison, and therefore the whole arison was a mistake. And I'm going to void uh, our contract, so to speak. I'm not going to give you your She says it happened after arison, and I was violated, and that's why I'm not a basula. And therefore, I am not considered right, uh, and then, therefore I am entitled to a ksuba. Let's say they're going to get divorced regardless. He's not happy with this ba'ula situation. He wants to start fresh with someone else. The question is, is a monetary issue? Does he have to give her a ksuba? So we have two com- competing things. That when it comes to her status of when it happened, right? Nobody's arguing that it happened. When it comes to her status of when it happened, she's the only one that knows. So she has a Tainas Bari, what's called? She knows. And he has a Tainas Shema. He's just speculating. So in that sense, her Tainas is stronger. However... With, when it comes to extracting the ksuba from him, we know in the halachas of that so when it comes to monetary deals, the Mukhzak is considered to be the person who has the money. Well, in the ksuba, the chassan's holding all the cards, right? He's holding the money. She has to extract it from him. When you So that's already different. Bari veshema is not going to be enough Just because you know the the answer doesn't mean that that's evidence. That's not evidence. And therefore, that's not enough because a motzim havero alav haraya. You have to bring actual raya, actual evidence. So she has a better taina, but evidence, no. So therefore, it's ironic because we believe her more than we believe him, but yet she's not going to get the ksuba because there's a superimposed monetary issue here. Okay. So now, the Gemara says, idmar, manali biyadcha, let's take a classic case. No chasan, no kala. A regular, right? We're in mamonist now. One guy says, "You owe me money." I'm not sure about that. I don't remember. That doesn't sound familiar, but maybe it does. Could be. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Are you going to take the money from him? So that's a classic case of tinyus bari Tinus shema. So Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Huna are going to say that the borrower, right, the defendant, has to pay up, right, because he says he doesn't know. So that's going to be bari veshama, you would think, right? That's because, right? Andrew lent me money. I didn't remember anything. So obviously, Andrew has the right. Uh, he remembers everything. So, so Ravuna and Ravuna are going to say, of course, I have to pay Andrew. He's the one that remembers. However, Nachman and Amri Potter, Nachman says, I don't have to pay him. Now, mind you, Rashi points out, I have to swear. Right? Certainly, I'm going to have to swear. I can't just say I don't know. I have to swear that I really, really don't remember. But be that as it may, once I swear that, I don't have to pay Andrew's money because after all, if Andrew wants to take money from me, he lost the contract. So he remembers for sure. Everybody knows that Andrew wouldn't remember unless it was true. But guess what? He has no raya and therefore how is he going to extract money from me? No. So now the Gemara is going to analyze this. They say that I pay Andrew because bari v'shem and bari Adif. Andrew remembers clearly, I don't remember nothing. So therefore Andrew has a stronger claim and I should have to pay up. <speaking in Hebrew> said, I don't have to pay him because again, anytime even comes to Mamon, Andrew <speaking in Hebrew> all of Araya, right? I have the chazaka of the money. If he wants to take it from me he can't just say, oh I know because I remember clearly. Andrew, you're going to have to bring a if you want to take it. You're going to have to bring proof. Okay. Your memory, as pristine as it is, is not enough. So I'm going aer, Maybe you're going to say there are Hunan and right, who say that you're chayiv, meaning that I have to pay. Andrew, they're going to say, like Shmuel, that'snan, because we learn in the Mishnah, what Mishnah, the Mishnah that we're going to learn tomorrow. There's a Mishnah about a single girl. We're going to learn that tomorrow. What happened with a single girl? Single girl. It came. She turned out to be pregnant. beris. Okay, so we have what's called mitsias here. Something happened, clearly, right? Otherwise, she wouldn't be mu beris. I say, okay. What's the nature? Who who was the father? Miish Ploni And so, okay. So she says Miish Ploni Who? It was Yanko Pippa Kohen. Okay. So it was a Kohen. Who is the father? Okay, so do we believe her? After all, it could have been a mom's there. It could have been anything. And this child is, uh, obviously of unknown paternity. Obviously, when you have a chassan Kala and it's a biased name of Yisrael, we assume that the Hassan is the father. But here, by definition, we don't know who the father is. So why should we believe that the father was one or the other? So we're going, we say that she believed her. Why do we believe her? Well, because after all, she knows. Okay. Rabbi Yuda said the name of Shemuel that the halacha is like Rabbi So Rabbi Yuda said to Rabbi Yuda, Shinana. Which most Rishonim means sharp one, that he used to call him that because he was very bright and sharp. Others say that Shinana is actually referring to some dental illusion. He had uh, something to do with his teeth, uh, smiley face, or he was maybe he was a dentist. Be that as it may, your first name is Shinina, so, Right? In other words, you already told us that the is like a in our Mishnah. In other words, this Mishnah of this pregnant single girl is tomorrow's Mishnah. But our Mishnah also has a case of bari v'shemah. So it's the fact that Shemuel b'Yehuda said to Rabbi Yehuda that we already had a case of bari v'shemah sounds like our Mishnah is a context of Bari B'Shemah, because as the Gemara says, my af berishonah, what does it mean also in our Mishnah? Must mean that af agav de uki mamona mare, right? Ama Rabban Gamliel, Bari Adif. That again, in our Mishnah we have these conflicting idea. Cheskas mare, right? Where the chassan is the one that holds the ksuba, and Bari and, Adif, right? And the kala is the one that has the most right a clear claim because she actually knows when she became a ba'ula oh. so therefore if that's the khashban in our mishnah right if that's the khashban and that's the reason why Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Leza says right that she's na'menus so then that's why she's also na'menus in tomorrow's mishnah when she says that he's a kohen so just like we believe her that she that that the father of the baby in the case of a single girl is a kohen we believe her because it, she knows who it was, so therefore she has a tainus bari. Similarly, in our mishnah, she knows when she became a baula, and she has a tainus bari. And just like we believe her tomorrow, that's why we believe her today. And it has to do with bari v'shema, bari adif, that we um, prefer the clear taina over the ches, the, the person who has the chazaka. Ah, so now that would be the that could be a link to the machlokas. Right of the money, Layma Review the the Amri, Karab and So maybe that machlokas that we have when I, uh, of the case when I borrow money from Andrew, right, is the same thing that Rabbi Yehuda and Ravuna who say that I have to pay you the money. They think that I have to pay you the money because you have a clear taina, and they hold like Rabbi Gamliel that a clear taina trumps a cheskas mamon. Right, because after all, those are the competing issues here. You have a clear taina trumping a cheskas mamon. That's the issue in right the case of me and Andrew with the money, the simple case, and that presumably is also the issue in the case of our Mishnah, where you have the Tainas Bari of the Kala against the Cheskas Mammon of the Chassan. And there were would say, I don't have to pay Andrew nothing because I have the Cheskas Mammon. They hold like Rabi Yishua, who holds that, right, the Chassan can keep his money and doesn't have to pay the Ksuba. So maybe the two Mishnais align. That's what they suggest. The Gemara says that's not necessarily the case. Because maybe the two cases are different. Amar Nachman, honor the Amri. Even though he holds like Reb Gamliel, ad kan lo Gamliel hasam migo. in the case of and what the migo here is is can be complicated. But Rashi simplifies it for us. It's possible that we only believe right the the kala to say when she was and, and, and to give her her ksuba right, but we don't necessarily going to believe. Andrew. Why would we believe the Kala more than Andrew? Because even though both of them have a clear recollection of what happened, the Kala has an additional thing. She has a Migu. Right? She says the Migu is, she could have said, right? Andrew wants his money. So he just says, You owe me money. He, but, but there's nothing that he could have said that would have been uh, more, that makes his claim more believable. The wife, the Kala here, is conceding that she's a Ba'ula. By conceding that she's a ba'ula, she could have been a mukas eights,? right? A mukas etz is somebody, whatever, right, that had a physical reason why she had a physical trauma, and but not from Bia, chas v'shalom. That's a totally different status of a person. By conceding that she's a mukas etz, she adds credibility to her taina, and so it is for that reason that she's believed above, right, the, uh, uh, above, aval my but Andrew has no migu. So, inami atkan lo'kam hasam, Alternatively, maybe Rav Gamliel only believes that we keep the woman in her previous state of chazaka. But similarly, right, the, the flip side is also true that the, there is no cheskas. Right, there is no chazaka for Andrew, but I have a chazaka because I am the cheskas Maman and Gemara says the kid says It's also reasonable to say because we said that Rav Nachman held like Rav Gamliel. The Im imkain kasha hilchosa hilchosa, right? The comment on hilchosa is Rabbi Nachman bedine, because after all, halachically the we hold like Rabbi Nachman in when it comes to monetary things, and therefore Uvehama Rabbi Yudah Meshmul halachik Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yudah Meshmul said that the halachas are governed so Rabbi Gamliel. So elalav shemamina kinde um, in other words, should we not conclude that Rav Nachman holds like Rav Gamliel Shmami We should. In other words, the Maskana we hold like Rav Nachman that a mozi mechaber all of Araya, and so with Mominus, even if it's Bari versus Shema, it should be that should be the case in the case of the Mominus, of me and Andrew that Andrew should get it. But with Rav Gamliel, we believe Bari over Shema because oh, not because of. Um, but because of the fact that she has a migu and therefore the two cases are separate and different and the halacha can in fact realistically be, be different in both cases. And so we'll continue tomorrow with the Mishnah on the top of Yod Gimel Hashem.